0: you are holy father you are worthy father there is no one like you father we just thank you this morning father we thank you father you are a good good father there is no one like you and we come this morning because all we want is you more of you father we know is it's resurrection sunday but we believe it's resurrection sunday every day help us walk in the resurrection power father every day we thank you what your son jesus did on the cross for us father you loved us so much that you sent your son to die on that cross but not only die but to resurrect to bring hope to bring freedom to bring restoration father and we ask you father that that resurrection power moved through this service this morning would you bring hope would you bring restoration to these families father would you bring joy father we just thank you holy spirit have your way in this place father there is nothing that the worship team can do that i can do that pastor dj can do but only you holy spirit can move through this place can move through every heart move through every family father we thank you jesus you are worthy to be praised worthy and holy are you father worthy and holy just thank him this morning worthy and holy are you father worthy In advance for everything that you're going to do this morning through communion, through baptism, Father, we ask that you soften the hearts, that we would just be filled with your joy and your power this morning, Father. We thank you for this body, Father. We thank you for every leader, Father. We thank you for every member that is walking in their purpose this morning, Father. We thank you for the families that are here. It is not an accident that they are here. They are here because they need to feel your love this morning. They need to feel your power this morning, Father. We thank you, Father. You are worthy, worthy to be praised. And we hand this service over to the Holy Spirit. Right now, Holy Spirit, would you move? Move through every singer. Move through every instrument, Father. Move through every word that is spoken, Holy Spirit, because we only want you, Jesus. We don't want anything else but you, Jesus. More of you, Jesus. Holy and worthy are you, Jesus. Holy and worthy are you, Jesus.
1: Holy and worthy are you, Jesus.
0: Nothing else but you, Jesus. And if him dying and resurrecting on the cross, I mean, resurrecting after three days doesn't make you dance, I don't know what else will. So praise him with me this morning. We thank you in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
2: talk about this morning is from 1 Corinthians chapter 11. Paul, he writes in 1 Corinthians 11, the the thing you hear us go over almost all the time with communion, how to do communion in a church. Take the cup, it represents this. Take the bread, it represents this. That's all in 1 Corinthians chapter 11. Two main things we're supposed to do at communion two main things. That's remember the death of Christ until he comes. The second thing it says is we're supposed to examine our hearts. Okay, And that's what we're going to do now. You begin to do that as I talk. The two paragraphs just before he tells us how to do communion in church, he's writing a letter to these folks of Corinth and he says, look, when your little house churches gather together, Here's what happens. Some of you drink too much wine and you get drunk. Some of you eat all the food before other people get there and they don't even get anything to eat. Some of you with more money are talking about the poor people. He said, some of you have such strong opinions about things you you block yourself off and other people can't even talk to you. You set yourself apart in a click. He breaks my heart, but he said it would be better if you didn't even do this, if you didn't even gather together because you're messing it up. What he's talking about is unity. Serious, but now I'm gonna be a little bit funny here. You know how I know the difference between a petty opinion and a serious opinion? Yours are petty, mine are serious. Mine are you can build a life around my opinion. But that's why we have to examine our hearts about our opinions. Because I believe in mine so strongly, and yours don't matter. true most of the time that's what he's talking about when he says examine your hearts what are you doing that creates division with the people around you if my opinion is of more value to me than my relationship with you or anybody around me it's wrong it may not be a wrong opinion but if I stand up for some But a good relationship, I can reach you for the cause of Christ. Remember Stephen. How much do you think that matters to God?
3: understand you more. We want to know you more. We want to behold your glory. We want to behold your love. We want to behold your beauty.
4: praise in the house. Come on, if he's touched you in any way, we just got to get loud in here. We got to tell him how much we love him. Come on. Come on, hold. I think he was happy with that. I just don't. I think. Whew, I think we can lift him up more. I, I think we can give him what a king deserves in the house. Tell him how much we love him. Come on. Come on. Oh, come on. Oh, we serve a good God. He is so amazing and so wonderful. Oh, Father, we love you oh we love you lord we love you we thank you god for your romance we thank you for your love for us god Ooh, holy we thank you god you are so good we thank you that you've never left us father god you'll never forsake us lord you'll always be there in the good times and the bad oh father it doesn't matter what we're going through you're going to love us lord Father, we thank you for that. We thank you that we get to worship you this morning, holy. Oh, we just thank you for your love in this house. Oh, come on, Father. We love you. We love you. We love you. We love you. And we worship you this morning. Oh, come on, holy. Oh, Father, we just love you. Come on, we just give you all the praise, all the honor, and all the glory in the house. In Jesus' mighty name, come on. And everybody said, amen. Come on, if you don't like to worship, you're going to be in trouble when you get to heaven because it's all going to be worship. Every bit of it is going to be worshiping Him. Woo! Come on. Oh, I guess they left the music up here because they want me to sing. <laughs> Probably not. Come on. Man, I love you guys. Welcome to Destiny. Do me a favor. Find somebody you had not seen in a bit. Give them a fist bump. Do something. Just make some room. I love you. We'll be right back. Yeah. <laughs>
5: Just when they think they got you gay
4: Come on, right there. That should get you a whole bunch more excited than we just got. Come on. Woo! I know this is tough because we still got people talking, and that's what I love about our church, y'all. It is so good, man. We could all just come in hang out, eat some food, and everything's good. Man. Oh, man, so good. Good morning, good morning, good morning. How's everybody doing? (laughs) I'm talking about it's good stuff this morning. Well, welcome to Destiny Church. I am DJ along with my wife Jules We get the honor uh, to pastor here at Destiny Church and come on, let's give a shout out to our online campus Come on. We love you guys We know we have a lot of people watching online and and we're sorry you can't be here But man, we love you and and we're just hoping the Holy Spirit just moves in your house this morning So come on. We we love you guys or at work wherever you're at. It's it's so good. So man I'm excited to see everybody. Happy Resurrection Sunday. Come on y'all it is so good. It is so good. And uh, look, if you're watching online, if you're in here, you want to share the link, get the link out there. Uh, let, let everybody know that, that, that Jesus loves them, and this morning's a special morning. Man, he's just trying to, to get the word out there. We can't do that without you, so share that link. Uh, push that link out there so we can get there. If you are online, uh, you want to reach out to our prayer team. Our prayer team's there for you. Uh, we'll have those numbers flashing up on your screen at home. Uh, look, call them. Reach out for prayer. We want to pray with you. Uh, We want want to make sure that, that you understand you're not in this alone. We're with you and we love you. So reach out to us. If you're new to the church or if you're visiting today, thank you for coming out. Do us a favor. You should have received a Connect card. Uh, If you didn't, you can get one from the ushers or one from Connection Point, the big wooden desk in the foyer. Fill that out. Just let us know you can. We would love to reach out to you. We want to just let you know we appreciate you showing up. We want to share the vision, pray with you. That's about it. We just want to reach out to you a little bit. So uh, take some time. Fill that out. We can't reach you. if We didn't know you showed up. So uh, that's so important. So we love you and we thank you for coming out. Just fill that out for us. Um, Now, if you download our app, that's important. Uh, We do have an app for you if you download that app. It's a new app, so the old app's gone. This is the new one. Uh, But you can get all kinds of information about destiny church. You want to know what's going on You want to know where they're meeting anything from small groups to our ministries to everything It's on that app. I'll hit them real quick But if you want more detailed information, please go online check us out on our website or go to that app Uh, So monday night if you didn't know we are a church of prayer We believe in praying and that's it. Come on. We live by prayer So every single monday night we gather here Uh in the sanctuary at 6 p.m. And and man, we just worship and we pray so come out and join us We'd love to have you here. Uh, if you're a If you're a prayer warrior come on out if if you don't know if you're a prayer warrior come on out if you need prayer come on out uh it doesn't matter who you are we just want you to come join us and pray uh we're going to be here we're not going to call you out if you don't like to pray that's fine just come be in the presence uh that's what it's all about so we love you for that tuesdays tuesdays our midweek service tuesday at the table come on out on tuesdays 6 p.m get here come on get filled up at the table you never know what you're going to get Uh, It's that good. I don't know who's cooking every night, but I tell you what when God's involved We know they're cooking something good. There's actually no food the food is the word so come on out Uh, You can bring it if you want to bring some food and share it with everybody come on out Just give me a heads up because I don't make sure that I'm definitely waiting and standing by with my fork Um, That's so good. We'd love to have you here We do that because on Wednesday nights come on the kids run the campus on Wednesday nights It's so good, man. We have our students in here at 6 p.m. We have our children's ministries in their sanctuary. We have all that going on. So uh, throughout the week on Wednesday, when you do that, look, I'm going to plug the same ministry every time because the only one that does it on Wednesdays. But if you want to get part of a small group and you're a parent and you're married, guess what? We have a married couple small group. Drop the kids off and then go right next door. And, 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 And we have a married couple small group. It's great. Get together. Let's talk about married life and what that's like. It's so good. So we're excited about that. If you're a young adult, so so that's uh like 18 to 28 we'd love to have you here on fridays at 6 p.m love to have you join in uh, we have the guys where, where's brandon and nicole where you at brandon and nicole where they go they're, they're 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 somewhere they're serving you know what i love it when we have our team that just serves so they come in can we give it up for everybody serving this morning so you can be in here there's brandon okay hey, brandon They're over our our young adults, man. What what a phenomenal family they are. And I I love the fact that they gather with our young adults every single Friday. So, uh, man, if you're a young adult, you want to get plugged in. Uh, Great mentors, great people to be around. Um, Love them so much. So we appreciate them. And there are other small groups out there. Just get online. Check out all our small groups. We have small groups meeting every day of the week. So your excuse can't be, well, there was nothing to do with destiny because we got all kinds of stuff to do. You just have to take the initiative, get out there and do it. All right, so so that's that's enough about that. I'm excited uh, today. Uh, Today is uh, our baptism Sunday. Come on. You guys don't understand the importance of that. (laughs) It is going to be a good day. And we usually do baptisms in the beginning, but we are baptizing at the end of service today. So I I ask you all to hang around. And look, we have have, uh, people that have signed up to get baptized, and I think that's awesome. And I can't wait for that. And I I believe this. I believe the Holy Ghost is going to move on some people today. And you're going to realize, whoo, he's going to wreck some people today. And you're going to say, you know what, I'm ready to get in. I'm ready to get baptized today. And we have clothes for you. We have T-shirts for you. We have shorts. Look, I don't want anything to stop that from happening. Whether you you, you haven't, you know, you did it as a kid and, and you haven't done it since then. You just want to get baptized. Whether you've never been baptized, whether you were baptized last week, it don't matter. When the Holy Ghost moves, you want to jump back in there? I'm going to be in there. I'll be waiting for you. I'm in there like every month almost. <laughs> it's so good. So I'm excited about that. Don't go anywhere today. We're going to worship. We're going to have a, a good day, and we're going to finish up with worship, but then we're going to do our baptism, and I want you to be here for that because I want you to feel the resurrection power as, as all that happens. So it's great. So I love that. If you really understand the great, the great Commission, it is to go out in all nations and, and, and disciple people, but then it's to baptize people in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. We get to, we get to do part of that today, uh, and that's exciting, so, so I'm excited over that. Uh, you guys doing okay? We just started, so they took the clock down already. <laughs> this is going to be good. No. Um, but it is Resurrection Sunday, and uh, yeah, this is the day we're going to celebrate the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus. And, uh, man, what a powerful, powerful day. And, you know, I I think about everything uh, he went through this last week. And it crushes me every time. It was the hardest week of his life. He was all human and all God, all man and all God. So he felt every nail. He felt every whip. He felt everything. And he knew it was coming. And he walked through it all for you. He walked through it all for you. That's what happened this whole week. And then, uh, and today you know and you know jim paul you sent out that little message and that that, that'll get you thinking uh uh, and you guys are not in that because you're not in the small group (laughs) but but one last plug uh, for miss karen's cooking on tuesday in the men's small group come on but i tell you uh to think about what everybody was going through that day how about all the believers when he was crucified what were they thinking they thought they had their savior and all of a sudden he was gone. How about, you know, the Romans and all the leaders? What were they thinking? Like, man, we won. And then on the third day, guess what? <laughs> now what's everybody thinking? You know, come on. I, I just love it. So when we talk about resurrection, it means to revive to life. It means renewal, restore to life. It's, it's from death to life. It's, it's bringing back life. And, and this is what he did. So today's special because of that. Today is a, a special day for that. But it's also, I find it fitting that, that today's a special day. Can we talk about Heart for the House? Um, <laughs> I want to talk about Heart for the House because it's a special day. Because, you know, if you don't know what that is, Heart for the House, we, um, man, let's just talk about this. Um, man, like five years ago, God gave us a vision. And he said, we we're going to, this is going to be us. We're going to own this place. We were renting renting a building and that's that's what we've been doing for five years is is renting this this facility so we started saving and and god started moving and showing visions of what what was supposed to be in place what was supposed to happen here and how he wanted to use us and um man so we started pursuing the purchase of this property and we've gone you know we started heart for the house in february um, which was we've been doing heart for the house for a couple of years, but we started in February. We said, "Hey, we knew the price of the, the building was kind of higher than we expected, so we needed a little bit of extra money for for the for the closing of the building." So we said, "Hey, let's you know." I, I felt God was saying, "Hey, we need twenty thousand dollars," and we put it out to the church on February fourteenth. So, roughly a month and a half ago, and up till today, uh, we currently have twenty eight thousand dollars that came in. Mm. Which was a blessing, but I got to tell you what, what I love about today is today's a special day, too, because we've gone through a lot of stuff. And when people said that that destiny wasn't going to make it. There was a remnant of people that said, yeah, it is. And we serve a God that said, yeah, it will he goes, if you would just obey, if you would just come alongside me and believe and believe and believe. He said it's going to happen. So today is not only the, the resurrection Sunday for him, but it's a resurrection Sunday for us, because guess what? Check this out. We got a key. We are now uh, woo. We are now proud owners of destiny church. No. Oh, Oh, come on. Woo. I'm telling you, he, he gave us a vision and this is it. This is generation to generation to generation. And it's because of your faithfulness, your obedience, your belief that this could happen. Mm, and God showed up in a mighty way last Wednesday. <laughs> come on. It was a powerful day. And I thank you all. And, and I'm telling you, because of you, uh, this is going to be cemented in place for a very, very, very long time. So thank you so much. I expect to see your kids and their kids. Uh, They're going to be preaching up here. They're going to be worshiping up here. This is going to be an ongoing thing because of what you, the sacrifice you made. So I thank each and every person, everybody that gives, everybody that prays, everybody that does everything for this church. So today, here's the cool part. The people that are getting baptized today, they're going to be the first people to get baptized in the Destiny Church. Um, uh, Oh, it's going to be so good. I'm already looking. I'm just ready to jump in right now. Oh, man. It's so good. Oh, I'm going to move that key. I don't want to lose that. Don't ever want to lose your keys. I I do that quite a bit. Oh, man. I want to pray. and. uh, Got my family here today. Mm. All the way from... From far away, but I love you guys. Him and his wife, Kinsey and Bo and Cass, all the way from Troy. My lovely wife, I love you, baby. Oh, thank you for putting up with me. Oof, I am blessed. Y'all don't even know. I don't even know how blessed I am. Oh, Father, come on, touch us today. We love you, Lord. We thank you, God. Oh, Lord, we thank you. We thank you for your promises, Lord. Oof thank you for your faithfulness we thank you lord that we can come to you with anything god and you're you just man you know how to move things and groove things and make it all work god so father we surrender to you today father have your way in this place lord father touch my heart oh come on holy fill me up with your word god let it be all of you none of me in jesus mighty name and everybody said Amen. amen amen oh So I know Resurrection Sunday is a great title, but my actual title today is called Lost and Found. Lost and Found. And um, y'all ever lost anything? (laughs) I know you have because we got a huge Lost and Found. I'm going to need you to go out there and pick up your stuff soon. Uh, We can't store it in the closet anymore. Um, But Lost and Found. I love this. I'm a person that has lost some things in my life. I don't understand it. Uh, I could walk in the house, and within 15 minutes, I've lost my keys. And I could ask my wife, where are my keys? And she'll tell me the same answer every time, where you left them, <laughs> which is absolutely true. Uh, and that is so true. Uh, but she's like, if you would just hang them up on that thing on the wall that says keys with all the little hooks, um, everything's going to be okay every time if you do that. But I tend not to do that. I kinda, I'm one of those guys that walks in. Oh, and I get so excited to see my baby. I love you so much. I just throw my keys. And I just come in to, to be with her, so I don't know where they end up, baby. It is what it is. But here's the thing. I dealt with this this last week. Um, okay, this is kind of stupid, but uh, I I have my, my favorite softball pants. <laughs> Told you it was stupid. I've been searching for them for two months. <laughs> and uh, we've been practicing and all that stuff, and I couldn't find them. They're just my favorite pants. I even bought new ones because I couldn't find them. And I thought, who's going to wear my softball pants? Like, <laughs> They're softball pants. Nobody wears them. You don't, like, you don't take them off at the field. Like, I came home. They should be in the house. I searched everywhere. I went through every dresser, every closet. You know, I went everywhere. Could not find these things. So I about giving up, but I kept searching. Like, like, they're my favorite. Even the new ones that came in, you know, you can always get something new to replace something old, but it's never the same. And I was like, man, I just want to find these pants. So we had our first game Thursday, and I'm like an hour before the game, I'm like, I'm not going to give up. I know they're in this house, and and uh, you you know when you you open up a drawer, and then sometimes if it's not organized, something falls behind the drawer. I don't know. I felt this little nudge that I need to look behind the drawer, which doesn't make any sense because if you watch my wife fold, it's military in our house. That stuff is crisp. Like she she makes. I can't even fold clothes in the house because of how she does things. So, but my problem is I go to a drawer and they're all folded nice and neat in these little orders and I pull one out and I look at it and I go, oh, I don't want to wear that. Then I don't know how to fold it back up. So I just, and I shove it back in. And because of that, I must have put my pants in there and they got pushed behind. So I found my pants. But here's the thing. I was so excited. Like I was like, yes, like I got pants on that fit. I'm going to play softball and the rest is history with softball. But it's so good. Um. But I was so, look, I was so thankful. You ever found something you lost and you were so, so thankful? Anybody here ever lost their kid? Come on, raise your hand. It's okay. DHR, you see them. Get them all. Get them all. Look, we lost our kids, too. Not like lost them, lost them. Like, they ran away. Um, you know, yeah, we misplaced. You know, we have, we have our son, Bo, and uh, we were in Japan. Um, we went to a... We, we, we lost them a couple times. Um, I really felt bad. We went to the BX one time, which is just a store. Uh, it's the, it's the, the big store in the sky when you're overseas. Uh, we were military for 23 years, so when we were overseas, um, and I remember going into the store, and we had him I mean, we used to put him on a leash. It worked. It worked. And, and we turned around, and he was gone. And you're like, uh, and he was only like, I don't even know how old he was this big. <laughs> so he's that old, and he was running around, and, and we, could, we were and frantically. Anybody ever frantically search for something? It crushes you because you don't know what happened. You just know you can't find something you absolutely love with all of your heart. And we went searching and searching, and, and man, we're making announcements on the loudspeaker, and, and it crushes you when you think you've lost something that you dearly, dearly, dearly love. You know, we found him because he would, he would run and hide in the clothes racks <laughs> and laugh at you when you walk by. Like, it was funny. But to us, to us, it crushed us, crushed us. And I thought about that today when I started thinking about our Savior. How each person in here, each person in the world is his. His son, his daughter. And there's so many people that are lost and he cares just as much about every other person as he does you and it crushes him that we have lost people walking around this world and I'm talking the whole world he doesn't pick and choose and it crushed me when I started thinking about what he goes through every single day because he's lost his son he's lost his daughter and he loves you that much that he just wants you back And when you take that into this has been a rough week when I started thinking about everything he was willing to do just for us. And this is where this is where it brought us. So it brought us to to today. But, oh, man, it's so much deeper than that. Don't ever don't ever allow a sermon on a Sunday to replace your love for somebody who loves you deeper than anything you could ever imagine in your life just thinking about how much you love anybody close to you husband wife father mother kids his love is deeper than that for you and everything you do and everything you've done so it's so good don't ever let 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 that take the place so like he just he just wants us to turn around you know that i saw a vision this morning where where i just saw him chasing us like he was following us and all i saw was the back of everybody and he was like i'm right here i just want you to turn around i just want you to turn around and look me in my face and tell me it's going to be okay that's what he said because he goes i'm right here i'm gonna make it okay if you'll just turn around but he sees the back of so many people's heads and people's their back and they're people walking away oh man it's so whew, when i think about that i just say it crushes me it really does how much people will walk away from the one person who loves them through everything so so that's today um I'm sure he's ready to do some amazing things today, and I know it's Resurrection Sunday, and I believe it. I believe there's going to be a resurrection in this house. There's going to be a resurrection in your marriages, in your finances, in your health. I think he's going to step up in a mighty way today if you let him. If you say yes and you allow him to come in and move in your heart today, you're going to see new everything. But you've got to be willing to let him have it, willing to let, your have, let, let him have your kids, let him have your marriage, let him have your finances, let him have all that stuff. And when you do that, I'm telling you you're going to see a resurrection, a, a renewal, new life breathing in everything that he touches. Oh man, we just got to get ourselves out of the way and trust that that he is it. Mm, he is the king. We we serve a a resurrected king, y'all. Yeah. He, he 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 has overcome a lot of stuff. Come on. So I want to really talk about three things today. Not really, but I'm going to tell you that so you listen. Um Three things, but I didn't tell you. There are three stories, so this could get long. But it's three stories, three parables I want to talk about today. Three stories, and it's about the lost sheep, the lost coin, and the lost son. And it's so important how it applies to us. So if you have your Bibles, I want you to go to Luke 15. It's so important. Yeah, bring your Bibles to church. It's okay. Ain't nobody going to pick on you if you bring your Bible. If not, we're going to have it up on the screen. Um, but Luke 15, you might as well put a marker there. We're going to be in Luke 15 all day we're not going to be in service all day we'll be in Luke 15 most of the service Uh, and we'll we'll try to get we just have a lot to do today it's going to be good Um, but I love digging into these stories I love seeing what what it's all about when you read these three stories the first thing you need to understand is this is not an issue of ownership Uh, that's what I love so as we go through this you'll see as we start reading through them if you've read them numerous times this is not an issue of ownership look you belong to him He made you. You are his whether you you follow him or not. (laughs) He made you. And he made you with a plan and a purpose. And you just have to surrender to that. But here's the thing. He made you. So it's not an issue of ownership. Um, And when we talk about lost in this, I'm just giving you the heads up. When we talk about lost, in here it's going to mean misplacement, displacement. It's going to mean something that that has just been set aside. It's kind of like losing my pants or losing your keys. It was misplaced for a second. It didn't disappear. It's just lost, which means it can not be found. Uh, and so it doesn't, doesn't matter where you're at in your life. Doesn't matter the people you know. You might know people that are completely lost, but it doesn't mean it's over with. It means they can not be found. They're just misplaced. And that's what you need to keep understanding is that God is there to, to, to grab them and, and shepherd them. But, but here's the thing. We're going to talk about three things. Obviously, the, um, when I think about this, this ownership and, and, and displacement and being lost, I think about the sheep to the shepherd. And this is what I mean by owned it. The man owned the sheep. Exactly how many he had. It wasn't whether or not he owned the sheep. One got lost. Okay, then we're going to talk about the coin and the lady. She owned every coin she had. She just misplaced one. All right, and then the son to the father. He was the father to his son all along. He never lost that title to his son, even though his son was misplaced. His son was gone. Never lost that title. So this is not an issue of ownership. That's what I love about this. This means you still belong. doesn't matter where you're at. doesn't matter what you're going through. You still have ownership. He still owns you uh, if you'll just release that to him and let him have his way. So I believe uh, the four kind of people we're going to talk to today, and this is going to touch about four different types of people. I don't know. I might touch more. This is what I came up with, so roll with it. Um, the, the, first, the first group of people are people that just don't know the Father. Like they're just, they just don't know him. They've either never been to church. They've never accepted him. They've been to church and just said, I'm still wavering on whether or not I surrender to him. So they don't have a current relationship with the father. They've heard about him, but they just don't know him. Second group of people are people that that have slowly disconnected. These are people that have drifted away, like when the anchor pops up and the boat just kind of drifts away. Because I believe there are some people in this room today that you have slowly drifted away through everything going on in the world. And God's trying to call you back. He's trying to say, you're just slowly, you're you're misplaced. But you're not gone. You're just slowly drifted. And then there's those people who intentionally ran from God. I believe we have people watching online. We have people in this room. We have people that, 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 that you know that have intentionally said, I'm running from God. Because I want to seek other things first. And then I believe he's going to speak to the believers today. Those that call him Father, Abba. He's going to speak to them today. So I'm going to jump right in. I want to talk first about those who just don't know him. And we're going to start it out in Luke 15. Luke 15, 1 through 7. This is the parable about the lost lamb. And I'm going to read out of the Passion Translation. It says, Many dishonest tax collectors and other notorious sinners often gathered around to listen as Jesus taught the people. This raised concerns among the Jewish religious leaders and experts of the law. Indignant, they grumbled and complained, saying, look at how this man associates with all these notorious sinners and welcomes them all to come to him. I'm going to stop right there. One, there's going to be a lot of reading today. We're going to read out of the Bible today. So (laughs) we're in church. It should be okay. Here's what I love. Right there, right off the bat, you're talking about, Religion versus relationship. You, you, have, you have these, these Pharisees, these, these people that have studied the law their entire life, and they don't understand how this guy's the Messiah, how is he going to surround himself with lost people and sinners and, and all these people, but that's who's gathering around him. And Jesus already starts to, to, to plug who he is and what he's going to do. He already starts changing people's name. I love that worship song we sang. It says he's going, he changed your name. And Jesus is saying, I'm getting ready to change some names. So y'all need to back up he's like you can either get on board or back up because it's about to happen he didn't care who they were what they've been going through he just wanted to spend time with them and sometimes i love that about that's what i love about jesus He goes, i just want to spend time with you he'll meet you in some of the darkest places in your life just to spend time with you i want to keep going though let's get to the good stuff verse three it says in response jesus gave them this illustration There once was a shepherd with a hundred lambs, but one of his lambs wandered away and was lost. So the shepherd left the ninety-nine lambs out in the open field and searched in the wilderness for that one lost lamb. He didn't stop until he finally found it. Mm. With exuberant joy, he raised it up, placed it on his shoulders, and carried it back with cheerful delight. Stop there, because this is good. He knows exactly how many he has. And here you see a shepherd with 100 that loses one. So it says he leaves the 99 in the open field. He leaves them in a spot where they're safe. So he leaves the 99 in a place where they can see danger coming. He leaves them in a place where they can be fed. Okay? And he seeks after the one that went into the wilderness. The wilderness is always something that's dark, it's always a challenge. It's always, you know, you got to understand, Jesus went to the wilderness for 40 days. Okay, so here he is, he's going to the wilderness to get the one. That should trigger something in your mind about once you're in a relationship with him, it's not always about you. He's going to chase after that one. He wants that one that, 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 that is lost, that one that, that wandered away, the one that does not know him. That's why Jesus came. So it says, what I love about that too, it says he, he didn't even... He's like, he didn't even stop. He threw it up with exuberant joy, it says. It says, with joy, he rescued the one and carried it all the way back. So it was a joyful moment for him. It was a joyful moment for the shepherd to return the one t- to the rest. So it, it, was a, it was a party. This is something that he was, ex- I love it. it says cheerful delight. He brought him back with cheerful delight. You know, God delights in you. I want that to sink in for a moment because a lot of people think that is not true when you're living in sin but he made you and he still delights in you he might not agree with what you're doing but he delights in who you are he does, he delights in who he made you but it's all about the love he loves you that much where he doesn't care about any of that stuff he just wants you and this is where we pick this up. It says returning home, he called all his friends and neighbors together and said, "Let's have a party. Come and celebrate with me the return of my lost lamb. It wandered away, but I found it and brought it home." And Jesus continued in the same way there will be a glorious celebration in heaven over the rescue of one lost sinner who repents and comes back home and returns to fold to the fold more than for all the righteous people who never strayed away. There's going to be more of a celebration for the one person <laughs> that gives their heart than the 99 that have been there their entire life. It shows you where his heart is. It's the heart of a shepherd. It's the it's I care about my sheep, every single one of them. Like I said, it's not just you and it's just not your son or your daughter or your neighbor. It's everybody in the world. Whether you like them and you, you don't like them, whether whether you don't like what they did, whether they're in prison, whether whether they're in You know, if they're Muslim, it doesn't matter who they are. He says, I made them. And I delight in them. And I'm going to celebrate when they give their heart. I'm going to celebrate. We're going to have, it's going to be a joyous occasion. What I love about that, he picks up the sheep. He doesn't beat them up. How many times do do, do people, when they run away and they, 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 they live a sinful life, it seems like you want to come in, even as a parent, and you want to, punish him and you want to set up rules and boundaries. Well it says he didn't he didn't do that, he didn't beat him. He loved them and he celebrated them. This is not a parenting class. Sometimes you gotta whip your kids. <laughs> just saying. It just happens. What I'm saying is that he chased him down, he found him and he celebrated him. This represents Jesus, right? He came as a shepherd This whole story represents him seeking and sacrificing to find a lost sinner. That's who it is. That's who that story is about. You mean that much to him that he'll leave everybody else to seek that one. Hmm. I love the fact that, that, that because he made you, you never lost your identity. It doesn't matter what you've done. He made you and you didn't lose your identity. You're just hidden in it. You're hiding your identity. All right? You're hiding your identity is all you're doing. Because he says, look, I made you. That's who you are. It reminded me of these superheroes you see on TV that they always hide their identity because they're scared of something. And God, God's saying, look, I, don't, I want you to hide your identity. I want you to shine. I want you to be that beacon on the hill. I want you to show people who... You are through me me in you okay and it doesn't matter you just don't lose it okay so you should never be ashamed or you, you just go back to him and, and there it is he's always there he built you that's your identity hmm. when I look at this everybody says well what did he save him from you know and, and this the whole story if you really think about it he saves him from death and I want to get deep into that because I'm talking to people that uh, this, this is for people that don't don't know who he is. They don't have a relationship. See, the Bible says that, that, and God says this, so God's word is true. When He says that the price of sin is death, the price of sin is somebody's going to die for your sin, no matter what. So He says, here here is the it's that factor that look, Jesus, He sent His Son Jesus to die for your sins, and He did. Therefore, He paid the price if you accept Him into your life. So somebody's going to die. It's either you or Jesus, and Jesus already did it. You just got to get on board and love Him with your heart and trust Him and believe in Him. If not, you're you're going to have to face that when you stare Him in the face. Someone's going to have to pay the price because He said you will. So He saved Him from death. But once again, it was a joyous occasion, and I love that. I'll tie that in at the end. Now I want to speak to those who have slowly been disconnected or misplaced. Because I think this probably speaks to more of the people that I'm talking to. Slowly disconnected or misplaced. I want to read this out of Luke 15. This is 8 through 10. That's where we're going to pick it back up. It's the parable of the lost coin. So Jesus gave them another parable. There once was a woman who had 10 valuable silver coins. When she lost one of them, She swept her entire house, diligently searching every nook and cranny for that one lost coin. When she finally found it, she gathered all her friends and neighbors for a celebration, telling them, come and celebrate with me. I lost my precious silver coin, but now I found it. That's the way God responds every time one lost sinner repents and turns to him. He says to all his angels, let us have a joyous celebration for the one who was lost. I have found. I believe this this message today is speaking to those who they're lost not intentionally. I think this is an unintentional Misplacement (laughs) What I mean by that is things happen in life Things happened over this last year Okay, so there's reasons why people couldn't gather people couldn't be around other people people couldn't come to church and what happened through all that is some people were strong enough to make it through and there's other people that as they woke up every single day without prayer, without worship, without reading a word, they gradually 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 drifted away from his presence. But here it says she had 10 coins. Okay, now you're really speaking about this is a Holy Spirit moment. Cuz I believe the Holy Spirit's with you no matter what. This is these are people that, that that already believe, that have drifted away. So the Holy Ghost is with them every step of the way. And he's trying to steer them back. Why? Because these coins, if you think about these coins, this is what I love about this. If you look at these coins, they were stamped. They were stamped with Roman authority on them. Well, here's the thing. When you give your heart to Christ, you're stamped with the emblem of Jesus on you. So you're stamped. You can't get rid of the stamp. So, So these are people that believe that drifted away. And the Holy Spirit's going to seek it out. The Holy Spirit's going to chase you down. Every nook, every cranny is going to be there, and he's going to try to spin you around and get you back on track. And I know you know what it's like because this is not like, I mean, you've been lost. Anybody been lost before? <laughs> okay, non-intentionally lost. Not like, not like intentionally drive off the wrong way. I'm talking like I've, I've made the wrong turns on the road and, and ended up in, in wrong places and said, I don't know where I'm at. Okay, (laughs) I'm telling you, I've been there. I've been there uh, when I was a kid. I remember this is my best non-intentionally lost moment. I remember going to a county fair with my parents, walking beside them, going to the county fair. And I remember getting distracted. Isn't it funny that when things pop up in your life to distract you, you'll get lost. It's that quick. It's non-intentional. You just get lost. So I remember walking and then I remember just grabbing someone's hand beside me, looking up and it's not my dad they're gone so whether or not they just dropped me off and left (laughs) either way they didn't know I was gone and I didn't know they were gone and I was probably this big (laughs) so I just remember that moment shocking me as they carry me down to this big loudspeaker and blasted across the park trying to say if you lost a little kid with freckles and big ears we found him now that's pretty much how, how it was um but I remember that, 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 that feeling, that emptiness of being lost. I didn't intentionally get lost. I just drifted away from my parents. So I think there are people here, there are people that came back today for the first time. You, you've not intentionally just drifted away. But it doesn't stop his celebration for you, the joyous celebration when, you, when he finds you. And he gets you steering back in the right direction when you get back in his presence. See, it's all about getting back in his presence. Because when you get back in his presence, you feel his love. And when you feel his love, guess what? Oh, it's hard. It's hard to, to, it's hard to walk away when you feel how much he truly loves you. See, and, and here, this, this is the good part. It doesn't matter what's going on. Uh, because the mercy, his mercy allows you to come back into a place where your full value, your full value can be seen. Your value, the coin, the, the value of you, no matter what. His mercy, no matter what's happened, no matter how you drifted, he says, come on back because I love you. You haven't lost your identity. You haven't lost the stamp. You're just back. So I, so I think that, that kind of hits some people, you know, in this room. He's never stopped loving you, okay? He, he, he's not the one that pulled up the anchor. <laughs> it just came untied, and he understands that, and you know, sometimes we just got to shift that. You just got to make a decision in your life to say it's time to quit drifting, it's time to get tied back to the anchor. It's time to get a solid foundation. It's time to get back to doing what you knew. Because there's a lot of people that, that, that look, you ha- everything was going really good before all this. And it's because of the drifting. It's not because you're not a believer. It's just you drifted away. So today he's saying, welcome home. And it's going to be a joyful occasion. The third type of people I want to talk to are those that make, made the decision to walk away. And I think that's a, a big group also that made the decision to walk away. These are people that because of something, church hurt, uh, could be situations in your life, could be offense, whatever it was, you've decided that I know God, but I'm choosing not to. I'm choosing to go do my own thing and live in the world and do whatever I want to do, because that's going to become more important. And I believe there's a large group of people that do that believe there is so for you we have this luke uh 15 11 through 32 i want to talk about the loving father picks it up in verse 11 it says then jesus said once there was a father with two sons the younger son came to his father and said father don't you think it's time to give me my share of your estate basically what he's saying is he wanted he wanted his inheritance and he wanted it before his father died and the whole purpose was he wanted to go walk in the world and not in the word. He wanted to walk in, in, in the world and, and, and not by what, what God's will was for his life. So he's walking away intentionally. So, so the father went ahead and gave it to him. Right, He distributed between the two sons their inheritance. And shortly afterwards, the younger son packed up all his belongings and traveled off to see the world. He journeyed to a far off land where he soon wasted all. He was given in a binge of extravagant and re- reckless living. Okay, with everything spent and nothing left, he grew hungry because there was a severe famine in that land. <laughs> can I tell you, there's a famine in the world. There's a starvation in the world. You cannot get fed in the world. You'll try anything in the world. You'll, you'll try anything. You're going to try everything you can, be it alcohol, be it smoking stuff, be it um, love, be it purchasing things it doesn't matter you're going to try everything in the world to get filled up and be fed but it's never going to be enough you're always going to find yourself hungry because there's a famine in the world and that's what he's saying there was a famine out there he goes, he goes, he goes that's it the whole world was there was a famine it didn't matter what you did you'll try anything to find peace the peace that only the father can give you and that's what his son did This is why we cry out, it's only you, God. Only you can bring me that peace. So it shows you here in verse 15. It says, so here's his son lost in the world. And now he's hungry because he's wasted everything. Chasing the world and not the word. And it says, so he begged a farmer in that country to hire him. The farmer hired him and sent him out to feed the pigs. son was so famished, he was willing even to eat the slop given to the pigs because no one would feed him a thing. Got to remember back in the time, he's, he, was, he was Jewish, so, so tending to pigs, being around pigs was not good. You didn't do it, right? It was degrading. It was forbidden. But he was willing to go to the lowliest parts in, of his life just to get food. He was feeding something that could never feed him. Think about that. He's feeding a pig, and he can't even eat the pig. So what are you feeding in your life that you're never, ever going to reap from? Because I believe there's people out there and you're chasing something that you're never going to get anything out of. And it's all the world. And that's what this young man was doing. So humiliated, and that's where it picks it up in 17, it says the son finally realized what he was doing and he thought, There are many workers at my father's house who have all the food they want with plenty to spare. They lack nothing. Why am I here dying of hunger, feeding these pigs and eating their slop? The key to that whole statement, it says he finally realized. Your life will not change until you make a decision to finally realize that you can't do it on your own. To make a decision to say, I have to follow him, I need him. I need the Lord. I need to have that peace, that, that, that governance in my life. I need to submit to him because I can't do it on my own. But it won't happen until you finally realize. No one else can make that decision for you. Anybody can talk to you. Anybody can try to steer you away. But you have to finally realize what God wants to do. He says, I want to go back home to my father's house. And I'll say to him, Father, I was wrong.'" I have sinned against you. I'll never again be worthy to be called your son. Please, Father, just treat me like one of your employees. Here he is. He he is practicing what he's going to say to his father. He's preparing a message to his father to say, Forgive me for taking everything you gave me and wasting it. This is what he's preparing to do because he thinks that his father's not going to love him through it. He's preparing all this. He's practicing it. I need to say these things. So the young son set off for home. From a long distance away, his father saw him coming dressed as a beggar. And great compassion swelled up in his heart for his son who was returning home. And the father raced out to meet him, swept him up in his arms, hugged him dearly and kissed him over and over with tender love. That's the love of the father. He doesn't care about where you've been. He doesn't care about what you're going to say to him. He's going to sweep you up in his arms and he's going to kiss you over and over and over again. Because he loves you that much. He doesn't care what you smell like. He doesn't, you don't have to be all pretty. You don't have to have it put together. He says, I love you just the way you are. There are so many people that are so concerned with how you're going to apologize for what you've done. You miss the fact that he's already kissing you. You don't even need to say a word. He's already loving you. It's the love of the father. You need to understand that. It's the love of the father. Then the son said, father, I was wrong. I have sinned against you. I could never deserve to be called your son. Just let me be. And the father interrupted him and said, son you're home now. He said, you're home now. doesn't matter. Nothing else matters. You're home. Don't say another word. That's how the father loves you. So if you're dealing with that, if that's been a struggle in your life, if that's where you're at in your life, he says, quit wasting your time. I don't care about what you want to say to me. I just want to kiss you. I just want you to return home. I want you to be part of the family again. That's all he's saying. Turning to his servants, the father said, quick, bring me my best robe, my very own robe, and I'll place it on his shoulders. Bring me the ring, the seal of sonship, and I will put it on his finger. Not only did he leave with his inheritance, he came back and the father gave him the best of everything he had. And he didn't even have to ask for it, because that's how much he cares about you. You don't have to ask for it. He's going, he's going, you're going to come back in. So, so culturally, what you got to understand, that ring is an emblem of authority. It, it represents authority. That, that means that his son would be able to walk around with that ring and do business for his dad. So his dad not only brought him back in after wasting everything, he gave him the authority of the family. And he's the youngest son. And he gave him the authority of the family. And he wore his dad's robe. Which is pretty important. <laughs> and then he said and bring out the best shoes you can find for my son. Let's prepare a great feast and celebrate. Once again you see a celebration. For my beloved son was once dead but now he's alive. Once he was lost but now he is found and everyone celebrated with overwhelming joy. So I got to ask you why is somebody so willing to give up their inheritance? To walk in the world. And the biggest thing is you need to understand you have a father that loves you. You need to quit wasting time and just allow him to love you and return with an open heart. And this is the picture of the father. This is the picture of the father welcoming his son back, back into the house. So you've had the Jesus, you've had the Holy Spirit, and you've had the father all in one. The Trinity. I'm going to keep going though because now it talks a little bit about the believer. In verse 25, it says, Now the older son was out working in the field when his brother returned. And as he approached the house, he heard the music of celebration and dancing. He called over one of the servants and asked, What's going on? The servant replied, It's your younger brother. He returned home, and your father is throwing a party to celebrate his homecoming. The older son became angry and refused to go in and celebrate. So his father came out and pleaded with him, Come and enjoy the feast with us. This kind of sounds like a lot of Christians sometimes. That's what it sounds like. We're so caught up in our own stuff we don't understand how we can celebrate somebody who's who's tripped and fallen and uh, multiple times. We don't understand how we can bring somebody back in the house that's done this and done this and done this, and we can still celebrate. We always want to know where's the celebration for me. Hmm. hmm. The son said, Father, listen, how many years have I worked like a slave for you, performing every duty you asked as a faithful son? Reminds you right there, he's already received his inheritance. This is somebody that's working for his father. It says in the beginning, he gave them their inheritance. So he's been slaving for his father all these years. And I've never once disobeyed you. But you've never thrown a party for me because of my faithfulness. Never once have you given me my me a goat that i could feast on and celebrate with my friends as this son of yours is doing now look at him he comes back after wasting your wealth on prostitutes and reckless living and here you are throwing a great feast to celebrate him Hmm. and the father said my son you're always with me by my side everything i have is yours to enjoy It's only right to rejoice and celebrate like this because your brother was once dead and gone, but now he is alive and back with us again. He was lost, but now he's found. He says, I don't need to celebrate you. You're walking with me. You have the same rights to the kingdom as I have. You are a a prince and a princess. You have authority in the kingdom. Why do I need to celebrate that? I want to celebrate the ones coming home. And it's not all about you. And sometimes we get so caught up in church, we realize it. We we sometimes think it's all about us. It's all about what we want. It's all about what we think is best. And the Father's saying, look, my number one priority is find those lost ones and bring them back in. That's my number one priority. And if you get fed in that, that's awesome. And if not, that's awesome. So they both had something to learn out of this. You had a son that was trying to go off and do his own thing. And you had another son that was trying to live through religion, trying to live through. So you you cannot earn your way into heaven. You can't do it. You can't do enough good stuff to get yourself into heaven. It's all about relationship. It's all about surrendering to him. So we're going to rejoice the lost sheep, the lost coin and a lost son sometimes we just get comfortable we forget what jesus wanted us to do which was to celebrate the lost sheep sometimes we get judgmented sometimes we think that, that there's people that are just problems and, and i don't need to mess with them anymore that's not how jesus looked at you um and that's not how jesus looks at anybody else <laughs> so jesus he 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 spoke three parables in a un Unveiling multiple things. Jesus who came as a shepherd. Seeking, sacrificing to find a lost sinner. The Holy Spirit who seeks the the lost one like a woman searched for her lost coin until she found it. And the Father who welcomes the returning sinner back to his house. It's the Trinity. The Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. And that's what brings us back together with God. That's the combination. And because of the joy you see throughout all these stories the joy of spending you know this is the joy that brought jesus to the cross see god celebrates when a lost soul is found and jesus endured the cross because of that because of the joy that he knew was coming see in hebrews twelve two, i know i'm going to take you out of your book hebrews twelve two says looking to jesus the founder and perfecter of our faith who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. Despising the shame and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. It was for what? It says, why did, he, why did he go to the cross? For the joy that was set before him. What was the joy set before him? The lost souls being saved was the joy set before him. Not being the king of all kings. He didn't care about any of that. He already had it. He says, I'm only joyful because I get to die on the cross for everybody else. To see lost souls saved. That was the joy of what he did. All for the lost sheep. And not only did he endure the cross, but man, he conquered death and the grave. (laughs) Come on. Because of that, we can celebrate. He loves us that much. So not only do you see the, a father who loves us so much that he sent his son to die for us. Which, think about that one. He sent his son to go through more pain than you could even imagine. But you also had a son that was willing to do it because he loves you that much. That he says, I'm willing to take it all on. I'm willing to take the beatings. I'm willing to die on the cross to see lost souls saved. So some of you have been out of church for a while. You left for a reason that you know, but, you know, no one else needs to know. Maybe it was an offense. Maybe it was something else. You have to make a choice because you made a choice to walk out, and now you need to make a choice to come back in because he's here with open arms, and he loves you, and he's not going to judge you. He just wants you back. So don't be waiting for the perfect time. Don't be waiting for the perfect example. Don't be waiting for for the time in your life to show up so you can make some time for God. He says, just make the time. Don't don't wait for it. No one's going to knock on your door and say, hey, here's an extra, you know, two hours on a Sunday. He says, make time. Just make a choice and make time. And some of you have been disconnected and misplaced from your church family. Just because, just because of life you got misplaced. Just because of what's going on in the world, you got misplaced and you drifted off. And he says, anchor up, tie down and come on back. Let the Holy Spirit guide you and he'll meet you right where you're at. If you're watching online, he's going to meet you right where you're at. He's with you. But man, he wants you to come home. He wants you to be around family. He wants you to be in his presence. You cannot do life alone. We talk about this all the time. When you do life alone, it's easy to drift there's no one there to pull you back in there's no one there to tie you up not like tie you up but but tie you up (laughs) so you don't drift anymore and if this is the first time you've been in church or first time in a long time or maybe the first time that he's actually tugging on your heart he says you just need to make a decision You need to surrender. If you're feeling that nudge in your heart today, that's God saying, come on, make a decision today. Be the one we celebrate. Be the one we rejoice because you're going to give your heart to me today. On the resurrection day, let God do something inside of you that nobody can ever take away from you. Come on. Allow him to move in your heart. So we serve an awesome God. He loves us so let's not give up on anybody who intentionally wandered away let's never stop searching and reaching out to those who have drifted away and let's never stop seeking those who don't know them so we're going to pray for them we're going to love them and we're going to search for them because that's what we do that's what jesus does that's the heart of the father amen come on did you guys get something today It's not over with yet. Like I said, we're just about ready to get started. I'm excited. I want to pray first. Can we just pray? Oh, Father, we love you. We love you and we thank you, Lord. We thank you for your love. We thank you for your grace, your mercy in our life. We thank you that we can worship you this morning. Father, we lift up those that chose to walk away, Lord. Those that made the decision to leave. Father, we lift their hearts and souls up to you right now, Lord. We ask you to touch them. Touch them, holy. Bring them back, Lord. Steer them back. Father, we ask you to wrap your loving arms around them right now. Show them your love, Father. Kiss them, Father God. Like they've never been kissed. Father, those that are drifting, Lord, we grab a hold of the rope and we pull them in. Father, touch them today. Let them know they belong here, that this is their home, that they need to be back in your presence, Lord. We need to reconnect with them, Lord. Father, nudge them to to make a decision that it's time. It's time to be back in his presence. It's time to, 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 to do what's right. It's time to be around people that love them. I know there's people in the sound of my voice that want to make that decision today. It could be online. It could be in this room right here. And it's people that either have never, ever said, I want to follow Jesus. It could be people that said that before and walked away. And they want to renew that commitment. They want to start fresh and they want to start new. So, Lord, you see them touch their heart right now. Give them the courage. Father God, give them the courage to to, to walk this out. Give them the courage to to, to make that decision today, to follow you, to shift their heart, to love you, Father God, to let you in. So if there's anybody here today that wants to receive him as your Lord and Savior, that wants, man, that wants to surrender your life to him, either the first time or first time in a long time, man, I'm just going to ask you to trust him with your heart today. I'm going to ask you to raise your hand. I'm going to ask you to let us know just by lifting your hand up. And I don't have to call you out. I'm not going to call you out. I'm not going to, I, what, I want, what I want to do is just make sure you know that I'm praying for you. And we're going to say a prayer together. We're going to do it as a church. What better way and what better day to give your heart to Him than on Resurrection Sunday. So John 11 25 through 26 this is Jesus when when Lazarus has has been has died and he responds to Martha he says Martha Jesus says don't you have to wait you don't have to wait till them I am the resurrection and I am life eternal anyone who clings to me in faith even though he dies he will live forever and the one who lives by believing in me will never die do you believe this So that's my question to you today do you believe it do you believe who he is see resurrection is superior to life life can be defeated and ends but resurrection resurrection overcomes life is the power to exist but resurrection is the power to conquer all even death the bible says in romans 10 9 10 if you declare with your mouth that jesus is lord and believe in your heart that god raised him from the dead you will be saved so we want to pray today I believe this I believe that you've got to believe in your heart that he is Lord you've got to surrender your heart to him and today's that day and then you're going to speak it with your mouth I don't think this has to be the prayer I think that's between you and him but what I'm saying I'm going to lead you in a prayer this morning I'm going to lead you in an opportunity this morning to surrender your heart to him so as a church we're going to pray together just repeat after me say Jesus I need you kept you out of my life for too long. I can't do it on my own. Change me. Come into my life. Be my Savior. I know you died on the cross and you rose again just for me. Today, I surrender my life to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, and the Bible said we rejoice and we celebrate when people give their heart to Christ. So I believe there's people online. I know there's people in this room that just did that, that just gave their heart to Christ for the first time or first time in a long time. You might have said it to yourself. You might have raised your hand. But here's the next step. This is what I love. Because the next step for you is baptism. And I don't want you to wait. I don't want you to wait. And, and there's some people that you've already said that you've been waiting to get baptized. You just never, never signed up. You said, I just don't have time to do it. I, I haven't planned it. Look, you don't have to wait any longer because we're getting ready. Those that have already signed up to be baptized, you can go get changed. And those that signed up, you can go get changed. Um, but for the other people, there are people in this room that you've been tugged all day long about baptism. And some of you are are like, well, you know, I was baptized as a kid. But you have no clue what it meant when you were as a kid. And if it's been tugging on your heart, today's the day. Don't leave here. What better day to do it than Resurrection Sunday to go into the tank, get baptized, get refreshed, get renewed. At Destiny Church, Alabama. (laughs) For the first time. So what baptism is, it's a public declaration to everybody of who you follow and who you love. It resembles the the death, the burial, and the resurrection. And that's what we're going to celebrate today. So if that's you, put it this way. We have people over here. Raise your hand, Crystal. Crystal's over here. Uh, I know the people that are already willing to get baptized. They can go get changed. Crystal's over here. If, if that's something, if God's tugging on your heart, we're going to go back into worship. Because i got to go change too. We're going to go. Don't leave. I don't want anybody leaving. I want to worship. I want to rejoice today. I want to celebrate today. And guess what? If that's you and you say, I want to get baptized, go let her know. Because if you need shorts and a t-shirt, we'll get them to you. If you want to jump in the way you are, jump in the way you are. But it's going to be good. It's going to be powerful. So I want to surrender that up. And then we'll bring up after we baptize and we'll allow kevin to come up and take over for the next couple hours (laughs) but guys i want to pray real quick and i want to get ready to worship so father we love you and we thank you, Lord. We thank you, Father, for the, for the souls in this room. We thank you for those that just gave their heart to Christ. We thank you for those right now, God, that you're stirring in their hearts, Father, to get baptized. We thank you for that, Lord. And I ask you to give them the courage. Give them the strength, Father God, to step out of their seats. Give them the strength to go and line up. Give them the strength, Father God, and the ability and the courage to get baptized today. Lord, we love you. And we thank you for your son. And we thank you for his sacrifice and we just honor you today father we give you all the praise all the honor all the glory in Jesus mighty name amen come on let's worship
3: all right y'all stand to your feet
1: Deborah Trump, Chris Flater, Daniel and Danielle, and Pastor DJ. So I was at home on quarantine. So I praise God for technology that I was able to watch our service. And the Spirit moved on me through technology. And I just wanted to be baptized because of all them. And I committed that day. And I told my son and my husband, I'm going to be baptized again because. God has been so good to me. I was saved and baptized as a child, but God has just given me more and more and more throughout my life, and I want more and more and more of Him. So today, let's just to say thank you, God, for everything you've done for me, for everything you've taught me and you've given me, and I just open myself up to more and more and more.
4: Come on, guys. let it look. And if you're worried about anything, you just two months ago watched your pastor get baptized. Now we're going to watch elders get pasti- baptized. Come on. This is exciting, y'all. So there should be no excuse why you can't get up in here. All right. Let me ask you that question first, Ginger. Have you accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior?
1: Yes, I have.
4: That's what I needed to know. I love it. See if you can reach it. There you go. All right, there we go. Then, Ginger, by your profession of faith, I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Me standing right here. <laughs> you want to say some words? Yeah, I do. That lady right there.
6: Ooh, boy, she's put up with some stuff. I got saved in November of 1986. And it's been like this. And then like that. And uh that parable of the coins, that coin is you out there who have not made that profession of faith yet you have the value of that coin no matter what right, that stamp that's on that coin is the same stamp that's on us that Jesus put there there is value in that coin and it will never ever never ever change right, so if that's in your heart if God is tugging on your heartstrings, man now is the time don't wait don't wait at all and today I get to baptize my son Oh. Totally, totally didn't know anything about it, and uh, the Lord's been tucking on his heart about it too. So uh, I just love this church. We've been here for a long, long time. I love this man right here. He's got so much wisdom, and God has placed him here. And we're studying, about to study about submission and submitting to our church authority, and uh, I just give myself to you, DJ, and the Lord.
4: Alright, brother. Turn around. <laughs> Alright, brother. Have you accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior? I have. Awesome, brother. Go ahead and move forward a little bit so I don't move your head. I want you to come back up. Just bend your knees. Just bend your knees for me. Alright. Alright, Ron. By your profession of faith, I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit
5: the word I am free I am free I am free Oh hell understand the word I am, I am free I am free I am
4: free Eli, how are you doing brother? Man, yeah, yeah. you want to say anything? Yeah, um,
7: you know, I've been coming to this church since I was 11 years old. So, to me, this is my family. Uh, yeah, I get this from him. Uh, but, you know, the biggest blessing for me outside of just my church family is my real family. I was blessed with a father that has been put in a lot of situations, and he was able to look at them from a godly perspective. And thus, he taught me to be the man that I am. And now I get to raise my son in that same church. Come on. And I get to watch my daughters grow up in this same church. Um, but one other person that I really need to speak on um, that I think some people don't always think of is the brother. And that's my brother Chris right there. And, you know, he'll always give it to you the way that you need to hear it. (laughs) And he's going to tell you like it is, but he's going to do it in a caring and endearing way. So, you know, I've been so blessed with the family I have, but if you're in here and you felt alone, just know that now you have a family. And you've always had a father. Good? Good?
6: You have made the profession of faith that Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior.
7: Yes.
4: Come on. Jo- Jordan Inwood. You got some family here? Where are they at? Come on. <laughs> All the way back there. Mama's serving in the booth, baby. Come on. <laughs> so Jordan, um, what, what made you decide to do this today? It's okay, man. That's fine. That's okay, man. I just love the fact that you had the courage to walk up here and say you're going to do it. Come on. So, have you accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior? I have. I have. That's all I need to know. Right there. Hang on right there. Then, Jordan, by your profession of faith, I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit.
5: I have
4: What an honor. Um, uh, I got Wayne here. Ain't seen you in a long time, brother. I know you guys got good things happening, just not in this town anymore. And I see God's all over you, man. He's doing wonderful things in your life. So that's so awesome. He's trying. Look, there. <laughs> we gonna let him now, huh? We're gonna we're gonna let him now. You want to say anything? You're good. You sure? All right, man. Have you have you accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior? I have. Come on. All right, brother, by your profession of faith, I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. the thing. I'm going to sit in here a bit. I'm going to let the worship team continue to worship. If you want to stay and worship, worship with us. If you decided through all this that you just didn't walk over here, it's not too late because I'm going to stand here. I ain't even going to stop it. We're going to to just baptize you. If you want to get baptized, you walk up in here and line up and let's go do this thing right now. I'm going to be standing in here for a bit. So come on, y'all. You guys can keep worshiping.
8: to Uh, but i want to invite everybody that wants to worship with their tithes and offerings i'm gonna pray for that uh, and then we're gonna go ahead and dismiss i know a lot of you are ready to go i know i am i'm hungry too (laughs) Uh, (laughs) all right but i love you guys hey so if you could do me a huge favor if you can go ahead and uh, bow your heads close your eyes we're gonna pray oh father god we just thank you so much this morning thank you for being just an awesome amazing, Daddy. You love us so much, God, and I thank you for your Son, Jesus. Lord, I thank you. Oh, King of kings, Lord of lords, Lord, I thank you, Jesus, Master of my heart and soul. Lord, thank you, thank you, thank you for what you did on the cross. You, you, you did it at all, God. You just, Lord Jesus, you didn't give anything less. You gave it all on that cross. You took all of that shame for us, Jesus, so that we would feel no shame and that we would walk in power. Oh, we thank you, Jesus. We love you, God. And today we worship you. We finish this service by worshiping you with our tithes and our offerings. You're worthy of it all, Lord. We thank you. And now, God, I ask that you bless every single person that was in here this morning that is watching online, that is still here this morning, Lord. I bless them in the name of Jesus. I thank you, God, for their lives. And I thank you that they have resurrection power, Father God, in the name of Jesus. God, I thank you, Lord. And I ask you, God, that you would remind them of that when they go to Olive Garden or they go to the steakhouse or wherever they go. Remind them they are carriers of your name. Remind them they are sons and daughters of the Most High God and they carry resurrection power. I thank you and I bless them in Jesus' name. Amen.